listening to The Phillips File. Intro's too long, but that's okay. When we hear that kind of music, who else could be on the line but Scott Maxwell? Scott Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. And I should say, we should all say, happy anniversary. Now, 20 years with the Sentinel. Is that correct? That is. That is. Thank you. Thank you very much. And by the way, am, am I the man-eater? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Wow. You ever known any women like that? Uh, I'm sure I have. I have. <laughs> They'll eat you alive. Oh boy! <laughs> I got. To, I've been happily married. I've you know. I met my wife in college, Jim. So it's uh, it's uh. Well, oh, you didn't have to go down that road, happy, huh? Happiness uh, for twenty six years. Mm-hmm. Happiness, Lovely. tranquility. What else could you want in life? That's exactly right. Yes, sir. But yes, twenty years uh, at the Orlando Sentinel this week. So uh, always oh, as a columnist or a reporter. When, what what were you doing when you first started? They, I was up in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, where the big debates back there were whether they should ban smoking in the hospitals. Oh, my. Yeah, well, it's R.J. Reynolds. This is Winston and Salem. There's a cigarette named after that. So, yes. And uh, they called, and they were looking for someone to cover the campaign of a little-known trial attorney named Mel Martinez, who wanted to run for mayor, county mm-hmm. chairman it was mm-hmm. back then. So I came down as the county government reporter in 1998 and did that and some other things for about four years and started the column after that. And I, uh, According okay. to your column, uh, right when you got down here, I think you and your wife, or you mentioned your wife, whether you'd made the right decision. Was it the weather? What 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 was going on? Was it too, well, you came from Winston-Salem or, or Durham or whatever. It couldn't have been too small town after that. No, sweet baby Jesus. It was hell on earth there, here, though. I mean, you I, you remember 1998. So first, oh, the wildfires? Yeah, we, first, yeah. we came right on the heels of those tornadoes, which killed like 42 people. I mean, yeah. it wasn't a, a small storm. This was one of the nation's deadliest. So we were like, okay, we got that out of the way. And then we hit... Two weeks of 100 degrees. It's awful here when it's 90 degrees in the summer, but it was 100, and there wasn't a drop of rain. And you may remember, basically, I'm going to say everything east of Goldenrod just went up in flames right. uh, back in 1990. Wedgefield was like disappeared out near uh, Bithlow. And, uh, yeah, and so that we had the whole town on fire, and then hurricanes threatened, and I couldn't figure out why in the hell would anybody want to live <laughs> in this state uh yeah and and, I, and also i came down here wearing ties because that's what we did and boy you, boy you don't have to live here long before you quit wearing neckties i think by mid-september day. all of us are as are saying the same thing whether we've been here forever i've been in the state since 1963 yeah. soon as mid-september hits i think all of us say what are we doing here Usually a hurricane is roaring nearby. It's offshore, blasting through some part of the state. It's humid, hot. You drip and sweat. You go. I don't know what. I don't know what we're doing here. I 
I, if you think about it, I mean, I don't need to go on our whole riff here, but if you think about it, it's nuts. I mean, we we have uh, we have these de- deadly mosquitoes. We have amoebas that will crawl, crawl up your brain and infect it. We've got shark attacks. It's the only ecosystem on the entire planet where alligators and crocodiles exist. And my favorite that I think really gets underestimated here is sinkholes. There are not many places on planet Earth where you can leave your house one day <laughs> yeah. and you come back home and it's gone. That just doesn't happen other places. So, yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of weird things, but you, but the more you get here, you get to appreciate it. You get to appreciate. The, I think the creativity uh, that goes on, the 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 real side of Orlando where most of us live. And yeah, sure, I I fell in love with a lot of it and, and the stories. Yeah, and your column today, though, I don't know if the right word is serendipity, but there's you know you reflect when you first came, you know, into into the Sentinel. You know, you go to the Metro desk, and it's you know this this is what we have in our minds, of course, because we see this in the movies, all the president's men, all that stuff, and it's just jam packed with reporters, and they're smoking, and they're cursing, and they're at their typewriters, tap, tap, tap. you know, or word processors or whatever they had at that particular point in time. I mean, they're on the phone and they're, you know, you know, belting out and barking out questions. And, you know, it's really, you know, it's almost like, all right, chief, stop the presses. One of those types of things. It's not like that anymore, though, is it? No, no. And that is what it was like. When I interviewed for my first job, my editor was spitting tobacco in his desk drawer the entire time. Uh, yeah, and people would drink. There were bottles. Uh, there were smoking. You would you would go into this uh, uh, smoking room uh, in, in Winston-Salem, and you'd have to lift up the keyboard and shake all the ashes out uh, before you could type up a, a story because you'd have it in your mouth and it'd be falling all over the place. So, And, uh, and it wasn't that long ago. And uh, just 20 years ago when I came, this newsroom was – I said we're less than half. The reality is I think we're about 30% the size we were, uh, which is nuts and scary and disappointing and not good for democracy. This is a region that's uh, gained a million people and had a newsroom shrink by 65 or 70%, and those are zoning meetings and school board meetings and landfills and things that don't get watched. But but we still do it. Uh, I think we still do it better than most anybody else, and for most part, the people who are still here are here because they believe in it. And it, it's, uh, I mean, it can be wrist flitting uh, to okay. think about it. I had, uh, I ate lunch with the same four guys for ten years, and within eight months, they all left. They all left the Sentinel, and uh, voluntarily, it wasn't that they got laid off. But the, but if you're looking at a trajectory, if you're looking for stocks to buy, here's a tip for your uh, listeners. I don't think I'd think it all in newspapers. Yeah. Uh, it's too days. bad because yeah. uh, I mean, print. As far as I'm concerned, I'll do respect to my colleagues in the electronic news business, but I mean, print is print lives. These are the, you know, the gumshoe, the uh, hit the bricks reporters. I mean, they're the ones who, you know, we're ripoff artists to a certain degree. Those of us in the electronic uh, industry, you know, we read things in the paper. People have done hard work researching and writing up stories. And then we rip them off and uh, use them for our own benefit, and many times without without attribution. I try to, <laughs> I try as much as I can, but you do, you all always have you you really have. Yeah, but uh, you know, there's some cases where you or you might say, well, I read in the paper because I think sometimes I do something on the air and say, ah, they never mention my name, they never give the call letter, yes, so yes, yes. then I'll just say, well, I read in the paper. But, oh, you, you poo-poo know. at that time. Yeah, but, I mean, it is truly with no, not trying to blow too much smoke up your skirt, but the fact of the matter is you and, 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 and people who work at the newspapers, whether they're Sentinel or anywhere else, I mean, they're doing the hard work. They're doing the good work. Thank you. I, 
I rest I, my I, case. I appreciate that, and, and I, <laughs> I love it. it. It gets in your blood. I, I still wake up. I think I've told you I'm a little crazy. My coffee maker goes at 4.50 oh off, and uh, I'm usually pissed off about something by 5.15. And uh, <laughs> if, if, we were, if we were living in a state where that ran like a well-oiled machine, I might not have uh, much. Right. But that's not our state, as you, as you well know. And, uh, and, and, and when you talk about we live on – the powerful people, they, they can poo-poo us all, all they want, but they know it too. And I'm not trying to just you know inflate my own head. They can, they can go out to their uh, rallies and say, ah, oh, we don't read the newspapers. But let me tell you, they march their ass into the editorial board to beg for an endorsement every year. Right. And this morning when I had a question about death penalty politics, because I'm writing about it, I sent out my first batch of emails by six, at 638. And I think every campaign I, for governor I'm talking about, and every campaign had responded within three hours. And, I, and I'm like, that's not me. Uh, it, it, it's, it's newspapers, as you say, it lives on, and I think for all the kvetching that, that, that people do, there's still a level of trust in newspapers that people don't get elsewhere, uh, and, and, and then the candidates and the CEOs and other people like that know it, and uh, as long as we can still make a difference, and I like to think we still make a difference sometimes, uh, I, I'll probably hang around as, as, if they let me anyway. Did they so give you a cake? Oh, they gave me a kick in the ass. No, no, a cake. They gave me a, a sign that said your key card works today. So uh, yeah, hey. exactly. <laughs> right, so what about uh, death penalty politics? What's that all about? So uh, yesterday, uh, Chris King, who we've uh, mentioned before, uh, he's a Democrat from Winter Park, uh, running for governor, and he's making a little bit of a move uh, in uh, on on the uh, polls. He just did a million dollar ad buy, which says something significant, yeah. and it's kind of a funny ad. I think you might like it actually. It's it's basically shows a, a bunch of uh, a sugar exec pouring bowl, uh, piles of sugar into a like a country club types uh, bowl, and he's saying, "I'm the only guy not taking big sugar money." And it's a little bit funny, so I think that that's may, may be good. But yesterday, he also became the only candidate to say, "I am." 100% opposed to the death penalty. I will not sign death warrants if I'm elected. And, uh, you know, death penalty is about a 50-50 thing now. It, it, it's actually, it's probably like 55-45 in favor of the death penalty right. still, but it's about 55. But nobody, hardly anybody runs for office saying that. Most of the Democrats, and Bob Graham, one of the most popular governors in the state, he was still signing death warrants. The, the conventional wisdom is you can't get elected. Uh, you'll be seen as weak unless you, uh, you know, say you're going to kill some folks. And the rest of the Democrats, whether it's Levine, Graham, and that's, that's the responses they all gave me. Well, they'll say something like, well, I, you know, personally, I'm opposed to the death penalty, but it's the law of the land, and selectively, I'm going to sign it. King is the only one who said, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And that's a, that's a big deal. That's a distinguishing thing. I think he's right. I think he's going to be on the right side of the arc. The arc of history will bear that out. Most civilized nations have stopped killing people. Most states of the United States have stopped killing people. Only four states in the entire United States have executed people this year. I think that's something people don't realize. Um, and it's partly it's because there's some moral issues. What kind of a message, messed up messages, you know, we're going to kill somebody you know, to punish you for killing somebody. But more and more people are objecting because we get it wrong. We send the wrong people to death row. It's something that happens throughout the country, and Florida, as you know, has sent more people incorrectly to death row than any other state in the country. And I think there are people like me who, when you watch this stuff, when you see, I don't talk people get off on technicalities. I'm talking about people who are locked up for 30 years, right. and then they go, hey, oh, whoops, you know, the DA, we, the DNA, we said that you did it. Yeah, it turns out it was somebody else, but you, you, you were an illegal immigrant from Nicaragua, so who the hell was uh, looking out for you when we uh, put you on death row? Uh, but but 
the, the, when you look at this stuff, people say we, we're not spending the time to get it right, and we're not going to get it right. We can't be killing people. So I respect that King's done that. And, and, and if I can make one other point, the other thing that I think makes him different from, say, Aramis Ayala is he's telling people up front. Because while I agree with our state attorney, uh, she threw everybody a curveball and threw the court system into chaos by not saying squat about what she was going to do when she uh, ran. And now King, on the other hand, is saying, hey, here's where I am. You can agree with me, you don't, but I, this is where I stand, and he stands alone. She announced today uh, that uh, her office essentially is not going to demand cash bail for uh, persons who are charged, arrested on minor offenses. I've been yakking about this for a Mm -hmm. year, and I really knew nothing about it. I had a client one time for a couple of years. They're great people. I don't want to throw them under the bus because they were really nice people. They're good people. But uh, after, you know, paying some attention to the cash bail bond business, I've just come to the conclusion that it, uh, it's tantamount to, to government-sponsored debtor's prison. That's what it is. And, uh, and, it should be, and it should be done away with. I'm not saying, you know, people who are charged with very serious crimes that can be a harm to, our, to us, our society, or a danger, or a major, major flight risk. Uh, you keep buying bars, but you know, there's no reason, you know, somebody's in jail because they couldn't post a, a bond or make a, a you know, bail for what having license plates out of you know expired i mean that it doesn't make any sense at all number one or maybe number two it's a waste of money it's expensive to keep people behind bars that's right that's it that's exactly right and uh, and i need i need to vet her uh the specifics of her policy because i think it was just released about an hour ago but i inherently agree with uh everything you were saying because what happens is that if if you if you you can make a case and you say it's just a minor offense and it's a five hundred dollar bail uh bond you got to post say well people say well that might sound like it makes sense well for a lot of people five hundred dollars might as well be fifty thousand dollars cash i mean we talk about this all time twenty percent of uh twenty five percent of the central florida population pulls in less than twenty thousand dollars a year on a full-time job i'm not talking about people out of college this, this is a community where people scrub toilets for a living and they don't have five hundred or fifteen hundred dollars or three thousand dollars sitting around so if you give them this tiny thing you end up putting them in jail and then we end up paying for them for 15 days 30 days or 60 days and i think there's a growing recognition which i think is what she's getting at and what you're talking about that it's not good justice and it's not good finance now it breaks up families um, you know, people who are thrown behind bars on a minor offense, they can't take uh, they can't take charge of their families. They can't be with their families. Then all of a sudden, the state gets involved because the children are aren't being taken mm-hmm. care of. They lose their jobs, so there's no way they can get the money to meet the the, the demands of the justice system. Anyway, many there is an increasing number of uh, communities across the nation that have looked at this and have done away with it. And I would I would uh, not knowing any more than I do, I would compliment. Uh, the current state attorney for taking this particular action. It's, it's, I it's think, one yeah, past two. Right. And, and, and everything you just said is, uh, is, is right on. So they, they, get, uh, they get locked up, their families get busted up. Maybe we end up watching the kids who go into a DCF system, maybe whose leftover ends up going on welfare. And to go to your point, go back to the beginning. For what? Was it for driving with a suspended license? For a busted taillight? For uh, a, a possession of a single joint? I mean, that's all... It's disproportionate. Yeah, and it costs us more in the long run. Let me, before I let you go, uh, because you jumped on the HOA bandwagon story. Mm -hmm. Um, Who's who's your fellow columnist there? She was all over this. 
Yeah, she calls him Little Hitler. She calls him Little oh Hitler. And I'm yelling. Yeah, I, read, I mean, I love her column, but I'm yelling and say, you know, if you don't want to live, know what you're buying, and know, you know, and know the rules and regulations. And if you don't want to live in a community like that, don't buy a house in that community. You know? and, and I think you and I are similar. We talked about this a little bit when I was there. And by the way, that birdhouse, uh, folks in Avito were listening when we were talking about her last uh, Wednesday, I do believe, uh, or neighbors were because they called afterwards. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, sit where I sit, and I will tell you, some of these people are just absolute nut jobs. I have gotten calls <laughs> about they're trying to they're trying to put a lien on my house because I put up a bird bath it's coral and we're only allowed to do peach and i'm like oh my god if you can get a gun out of my drawer so i can shoot myself in the head before i listen to the rest of the story we've heard it about tiles and i don't even mean tiles on uh houses tiles on the sheds some hoas say you have to have a tile that matches the shed you know, the shed that matches your house i don't care about any of this stuff and i and when people say my homeowners association is you know doing this bad stuff i say i'm prone to agree with you but here's the thing I didn't choose to live in that homeowners association, and the and the tragedy you're talking about affects precisely one group of people, other people who voluntarily uh, decided to live in that. So yeah, I think a lot of it's stupid, but but if you don't want it, don't live. Yeah, in well, a lot of it is stupid, but you know there there are a lot of people say oh, that's the kind of community I want to live in, and they're fat, dumb, and happy in that community, and all of a sudden a neighbor you know puts up a flagpole with a POW flag on it and a big, gigantic uh, fountain, you know. That looks like a like a unicorn, you know, in their front lawn. And there's lots of people say, "Look, I just don't want that in the neighborhood any more than I want a Seven Eleven there." You know, if you don't like it, don't move into one of those communities. And, and, you're right. and, and, and I'm going to say that probably half, if not more, of these homeowner associations work completely fine. And you're right. Correct. The point is that you can't have a house one day and decide you're going to turn it into a strip club uh, the next day or, 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 you know, paint your, your the front of your house, uh, uh, make America great all over the entire no. front of it. That, that's, that's fine. But uh but regardless, these are rules that affect only those people, and, and you can choose. And ask people. you got to ask before you buy your house. There you go. What's coming up in the next column? Oh, well, i got uh, death penalty politics uh, tomorrow, and then Sunday we're gonna, I'm going to think I'm going to talk about term limits. You're getting a uh, big hose job, a booba mice, is, uh, yes, I would say that. Uh-huh. and a lot of the uh, campaigns. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good enough. Happy anniversary. Oh, thank you very much. And, uh, and a big thanks. The community no says thank you very much. Good mm. job. Scott Thank Maxwell, he writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. He joins us every Wednesday on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1.